I don't think enough people take the time to to ask why. Why do they want a short-term rental, or why 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 is this particular model advantageous? Many people would just say cash is great, cash flow is great, and it is. Mm-hmm. I just think there's plenty of opportunity to align it to something bigger than that. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, B? What's up, my brother? So good to see you. Um, beautiful weeks, just super busy. It's amazing. Um, we are onboarding a new management property for a client that is getting a full rental. What's awesome and, and it's such a, such a gift. Our entire team got hired to on the project. So our GC got hired, our designer got hired. And again, we talk about this, we've talked about this in the past, right? It's just such a unique perspective on the short-term rental industry that you can like feed your whole family, right? Like the whole team gets to eat because anytime we onboard a new property, my whole team gets to eat. Like my contractor, my designer, my cleaning crews get just more work and more jobs. So it's just such a beautiful thing to see. The family's from out of state, so we we're just excited to help them kind of create a little vacation spot that kind of hacks itself or pays for itself, which is perfect that we have Aaron as a as a guest because when I think about any kind of hacking, credit card hacking, travel hacking, money hacking, I think of Aaron. So I am super stoked to have him on. What about you? Did you watch the Masters? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We watched the Masters. Um, yeah, man, things are good. The uh Golf course opened up yesterday, so I got my first hey, round in. I didn't that's play that's very good, but I don't really care because it was almost 70 and sunny, and it was just nice cares? to get out and yeah. hit some balls. So, yeah. yeah, man, it was good. And uh, heading back down to Florida tomorrow for like a week and a half, enjoy some family time. Now that the house is done, like I'm basically just going down to enjoy it now. Got a couple mm. days at Disney. Nice. Hanging out with my buddy in uh, Sarasota for a day, getting out on his boat and just living hanging life, out. man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, And uh, we've got a couple, by the time this airs on Monday, um, we've got a couple cool stuff going on on Tuesday. So we've got, I'm doing a, a live stream with Chris Ledwidge from The Lender on Ooh. Tuesday at one o'clock. We literally just talked about this like today. Um, he hit me up and he was like, hey, do you want to do an update on interest rates and the lending environment? Kind of a recap from Q1 and what he's projecting for the rest of the year. And I said, yeah. absolutely. So Super that'll be streaming in the free Facebook group on Tuesday at one o'clock. And then at two o'clock, I'm doing a, uh, a webinar with Bill and a bunch of our guest speakers for the conference to talk about what they're going to be talking about and give you guys a preview of what's going to go, go down in Nashville on June 6th to the 8th. So in case you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard, we are hosting the largest host-driven event in the industry. It's going to be June 6th to 8th in Nashville, Tennessee, the Short-Term Rental Wealth Conference. I will be there. E will be there. And it's with my good friend, Bill Faith, founder of Build Short-Term Rental Wealth. And we've got some amazing speakers coming down from every corner of the globe. 
Our buddy Mark Simpson's coming over from London to talk about marketing. We got Julie George coming all the way in from Australia. A whole bunch of people, TJ Tajani, Noble, Kyle Stanley, Dr. Rachel. I think almost all of them, if not all of them, have been guests on the show. And it's just going to be a sweet time. We got a huge welcome party on Monday, and then we got two full days of content on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you haven't yet, go get your tickets. We've already sold out over 50% of the tickets. So there's going to be a thousand people. We've already sold actually more than that. We've sold close to 600 tickets so far. So it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to see you guys there. So I think those are the only updates I got, man. And I heard you had lunch with my boy, Tim down there. looking. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had dinner. Um, This is the beauty also of our, of our industry. And just like the mastermind groups that we've been a part of is this guarantee of this like-mindedness that you, as soon as you meet somebody and just this ability, instead of staying kind of like, shallow and wide to really be able to go like super deep and super narrow um so it was a lot of fun to actually hang out with him we're looking for a place for him he um i think he got a little bit heartbroken because we saw a place and then somebody came in eighty thousand over asking or sixty thousand over asking and kind of took it away from us but it's part of the game right and it's also in this market it's such a like important thing for you to remember is one it's going to take you some time and two you have to see the opportunity um and this was a three-bedroom house that I know by this square footage could get extra space for an extra bedroom. And so his understanding there is like, where is the best opportunity, right? Can I find a three bedroom that is priced like a three bedroom, but I can easily add a wall in a bedroom and give myself that competitive advantage for a hundred to $150,000 less than what a four bedroom will cost me. Yep. Right. So it's really understanding that, but I'm, I'm confident we'll find him something. It just, it's just patience right and persistence, man. It's just like anything else in life. And um, yes, I don't know how patient him. he is. I don't know him that well, but he doesn't strike me as a super patient person. So no, he's, he's not. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> controlling him on the side, getting into his psyche to relax. Yeah, you got to come down, bro. It's just, yeah, it's a process and it's, and it's a marathon, right? Like it's, it's just that, that good habit day in and day out. And that's what gets you to the end of the race really. So it's just like understanding that aspect of it as well. Hundred percent. Well, I'm I'm pumped, like I said, for our guest today. So I want to get right into it. So uh, today on the show, we've got our good friend Aaron Velke. We've both known Aaron for God five or six years at this point. He's an awesome dude. He's an entrepreneur, a writer, a high performance coach, speaker, an author. He's from Baltimore, Maryland. He's the CEO of Money Club, a community of people interested in building wealth in a way that aligns with their values, offering courses courses and coaching products, passive income, creating financial freedom and creating generational wealth. He's got a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to let him go through all of that. But uh, Aaron recently also got in the short-term rental game and super pumped. And we'll definitely talk about that. But he, one, he's just an awesome human and just super authentic and very genuine. And I love hanging out with him. And he's, he's got a, a way about him. That's just, you just want to get around this guy. You just got to be around them. So without further ado, Aaron, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for being here. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's so cool to be here with you guys, man. It's been uh, it's been weird not being able to be face-to-face with you for a while, but it's yeah. great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So again, we met through a different mastermind, which again, E and I preach about all the time, like creating, getting in the right environments to meet the people that you want to get around that are going to help you level up. And Aaron's helped me level up in a lot of ways, you know? even from some simple stuff of like simplifying some budgeting things to credit card hacking, 
I have not flown anything but first class for the last two years. And I don't think I've paid anything for it. Thanks to Aaron's credit card hacking techniques and uh, super grateful for that. Um, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Aaron, why don't you give the listeners a little bit more on your background and everything you got going on and then we'll transition into how you got into short-term rentals. Yeah. Yeah. This is always a fun story to, to rehash hindsight. Always makes the story sound way cooler too. So about eight years ago, I quit my job and the, the whole purpose of me quitting at the time was to build an organization that was teaching kids about money. And we grew, we changed, we evolved. I grew, changed and evolved. And COVID slammed that door so hard in my face because education just changed a lot. So we pivoted into bringing the ideas that we brought to kids, just simple principles of money and started skewing towards adults and offering employee wellness programs for companies that have a real deep need to better their employees and then having this community open up to, to talk about wealth. And what's really interesting about the, the whole arc. So eight years has like flown by the commitment really early was I know that money can change a person. What if money didn't have to change a person for the negative? What if their relationship with money was healthy and healed? And as I grew, the way the organization could create content and find experts and really develop stairs for people started to evolve and, and grow as well. And one of the biggest shifts I got out of the way and found people that knew way more about money than I did and let them be the teachers, let them be the experts. And I simply followed them and supported them in the build of the education itself. But like this whole money club experience has been an, an effort to bring the conversation of money and make it safe. One, which is that, that alone is very powerful just to be able to talk about money is powerful. And then two, to provide stairs for people that may never have otherwise known what to do with their money, not knowing what to invest in, not knowing what investing is. And it's been, it's been quite a journey. It's unlocked so much. Um, I, I've worn a lot of different hats. I've been a soccer coach. I've been a, a writer. I speak and coach a lot. I've got a, a couple other orgs that I'm involved in and all, all of it has a very crisp thread of like, I, I'm just trying to make the world a little better day by day and money and specifically the relationship of money is one of the ways that I think you can power a lot of liberation for people is to help them figure that piece out. I think one thing that people find, it kind of stops people in their tracks. Like if, if people start hanging out with me and they get close to me, like we talk about money all the time, like E Aaron, anybody else that's like close to me, like, I'm like, yeah, like this is what we brought in last month and I'm working on these types of deal. Like we just, it's not a big deal, but it's been this like taboo thing in society of like, you shouldn't talk about money. Yeah. The problem with that is like, you, you're not learning anything. Like why is money a taboo subject? Like, why shouldn't you talk about it? You're giving 60% of your life away to go make money, to feed your family and buy a house and or rent an apartment, whatever it is like to sustain your life. But like, we're afraid to talk about it, which is just so backwards. Like we're open to talking about everything else except money. And so, you know, I love what you're doing. Like you said, creating that safe space where there's, there's no judgment. Like, it's not about I make more, you make more. That's not it at all. But it's just like having the conversation because once you do, it can open you up to new opportunities and get you to start thinking bigger. Like, oh, wow. Like this person makes 
15x what I'm making. I didn't even think that was possible. I didn't know a quote unquote normal person could make that kind of money. And it just shows right. you like what's possible. I, I like to say, if you can't talk about it, you can't have it. Mm -hmm. I and love that. I, it all starts there. Like ed Education has a large step that most individuals distance from themselves because because school is different right Ed education like being school is very different than what what we're talking about here it's, and you just got to learn and that often starts with communication being like the, the spinal column of change you got to learn and that means you got to potentially raise your hand and say hey i don't understand I, I didn't even know you could do that how did you do that or you might have to raise your hand and say hey i need help in, in our community one of the coolest moments is when someone asks a question and that's such a simple thing when it comes to money, not necessarily easy. Like, here's where I'm at and I need help or I, I want help or, hey, I just don't, just don't understand. That's the catalyst of change. That's how you start the process for more. So why don't we transition a little bit? So, you know, you built up Money Club. You're getting a lot of like really smart people around you that can teach in different lanes and different things like that. And you're also learning along the way. What triggered you to get into the short term rental space? A couple things. Um, one, it was always part of the roadmap. It always was part of the destination um, or the journey. The the timing. I just needed to be patient. I've I've been hosting retreats for I don't know like four years now, and every time I go on a retreat, I look for I jump on Airbnb. I look for a place with fifteen beds. And there are three options, right? Like any city, there's just not a lot of options for, for having that many people. And you go in and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's, there are very few greats, very, very few greats. And at some point, as I learn more about real estate from, from my mentors and leaders, as we do more and more real estate coaching and, and investing conversations inside a money club, I'm like, Duh, this is, I, I'm paying to rent someone's space. I could, I could just have my own and it's all lined. It serves my purpose. It helps me host these conversations. And this could, I could just go there when I want to. So it, it started to, to really trickle down into what I was experiencing to suggest that this is a vertical, it's, it's, it's aligned with my purpose. It's capitally aligned and from a enjoyment perspective, it's also aligned. If it checks all three boxes, I've, I've got to start making moves. And it, I was around the right people. Masterminds. Love it. Love it. So tell us about this first deal that, that you did. I thought you were there now, but uh, you're actually in Scottsdale. So tell us <laughs> like, where, where, where's the first deal that you did and tell us more about it and how's it been going? It's, it's been going amazing. I'll start there. Uh, so we talk about mastermind groups being really valuable. The, the way this came about, the group I was a part of locally had a couple guys who were like, hey, man, like I'm, I just need to get up earlier. And I get up pretty early. So I'm like, well, hey, let's jump on a call in the morning. And for 18 months, we get up and have a phone call at 530 in the morning. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a lot every time. day every day wow. five days a week yeah 
And as as we do this more and more, you know, the conversation starts light and then we get into goals and then we, we kind of like dreamed as this all unfolded. And eventually the conversation was, this is something that I want. They're both uh, aligned with, with that vision. Well, maybe we should start talking about this a little more seriously. And, and as that started to bubble and bubble and bubble, we started to look around. One of the guys is very familiar with Florida. And we found an awesome property listed in uh, Bradenton. So he was really, really good at, at the deal and hunting and seeking and would share it with us. And we would do our assessments. And before you knew it, we, like, I remember booking a flight down there and feeling wildly out of my comfort zone. <laughs> like I was nervous about all that we were doing and it was such an awesome space. So the property was listed. Uh, I think it was listed for like $1.2 million. And I was blown away by the fact that we were considering that because we had talked about doing like a 400, 500, maybe $600,000 home. And all of a sudden we're like in like swing for the fences kind of mode. Uh, so very scared. We found it in Bradenton, listed it and looked at it. And as soon as we went down and looked at it, 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 you could just tell it had the bones of an Airbnb, a short-term rental versus a, a true residence. Someone lived there and it, it's still just like I, I was there a week ago and it doesn't really make sense as a home. It, it only makes sense as a, a short-term rental. So we start having discussions about, what we would change, what it would look like, casting visions, breaking down the financing. And we put in an offer and it took, there, there was a lot of different issues with like financing and closing the deal as, as many people encounter, but it closed. And we I think we officially took ownership late November. Tenant stayed for a few more weeks and we took about 35 days to renovate. And it launched January this year in a really awesome part of Bradenton. It's, close to several different attractions. Bradenton's not like Disney kind of cool, but it's got, you know, there's baseball training stadiums and spring training opportunities and families go down there. It's eight miles from the beach. It's uh, near like the old town district. Like it's just, it's kind of situated really well. And that area tends to attract like families and like bachelor bachelorette parties. So it's appropriately tuned. Love it. How many bedrooms is it? Five, five. Okay. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Nice big house. It is. It is. Like, it, it's interesting because the, the home, if you pull up to it, you're just like, man, like th that's the noise I would associate with like the wow <laughs> effect. You're just like, man. And it takes walking back. The, the main structure is like a hundred year old house. So great mm -hmm. bones, not super large, not small either. It's not until you get into the backyard, into the garage area where, where you're just completely wowed. And the old, we, we specifically staged it so that you have to walk in through all that to get in. And so you're just hit with this humongous wave of like beauty and decadence. Like the backyard, you get to see it like the pool and these awesome green trees hanging over it. And it's, it, it's very special, man. It's a very special property. I, I don't I don't think we ever had anybody on the show so close to the first like 90 to 180 days of running running a property. And I and I love you and your brain specifically. So I'm very curious to know what your answer to this is going to be. But what have been some of the biggest lessons 
or some of the biggest things that you weren't expecting in this first 90 days? Because that to me, it's such an important indicator because even if you're like, this sounds like a great plan, 90 days is a big enough window that like Mike Tyson said, right? Like you could get punched in the face in those first 90 days. <laughs> and then the plans are the plans. And then like Mike punches you in the face and you're just like, oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. I need a second. Right. So walk us through that. <laughs> That's such a great question, man. Yeah. We definitely got punched in the face a little bit. I, I think I was ready to, to like have a guest and then sort of like recalibrate and figure it out. And we had so many bookings so fast that I was completely inundated with, I don't know what to do. And hmm. when, I, when I think back to really the first 15 to 20 days, I, I didn't have any of the information. I, I did some research, but I didn't have any information about the area. And I, I only went to the house. <laughs> like, like I didn't go to the house for 25 days and like bike around the area and figure it out. So I, I was learning the area and trying to solve people's problems or, or answer their questions with no experience and with Google maps, Google, Ma Google maps. And like, like the little man yeah. dropped the, the yellow guy. So I'm, I'm like trying to see street views and, yeah. and make it all happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the street views are from like 2015 and you're like, Oh, they, they're like, wait, there is a building now in the middle of the road. Uh -huh. You're like, wait, no, it doesn't. Oh shit. It's 2015. Yeah. yeah my bad. You're just a whole other. Yeah you're just, you're not ready for all that. And it was very easy for me to get frustrated and, and feel like I was failing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember answering someone's question and, and we're, we, the way we structured the, the, the partnership is like, I've got a very specific role. I do anything related to like marketing customer, anything related to guest experience, et cetera. And I'm, I'm like, this is kind of the, the, this is the moment. The, the rest of the stuff, the other two guys, like their moment had already been structured into the deal. My moment is now. And I'm, I'm underprepared. So the first big lesson or takeaway was that in the first 20 days, you just kind of ride the chaos a little bit. Thankfully, I'm familiar with chaos to be able to handle it. I just didn't know how much to expect. We had a lot of bookings really quickly, a lot of very fast turnover periods. And it was a bit clunky. And the second takeaway about the clunkiness was that I was very quick to communicate with guests that it was brand new. Mm -hmm. So I would tell them in the, in like the opening message, Hey, we just opened this. Not everything is perfect. We're still figuring some of this out. I want you to like have an amazing experience and just be patient with me as I, I navigate this with you. Mm -hmm. And that, that communication, almost every one of our reviews that we've gotten all five-star reviews mentions our communication mm. and that's a um, big piece yeah i love it and and i love it because and i'll tell you where i'm going to take us now is i love it because to me it ties back into the work that you've done leading up to this moment right and i think what's really important to understand and we're talking about this off air as well is there some people are so obsessed with the fake it till you make it but in reality, if you're just are aware of chaos and are aware of what that looks like, and you're willing to put yourself out there and be like, yo, I have the best intentions. I'm going to take care of you guys. I'll bend over backwards for you. But it's a new listing. It's a new market I'm in. It's a new whatever. What people, and we've said this multiple times, what people get upset by 
it's you trying to make a fool of them or you trying to handle them or you trying to mislead them. Yep. Long term, that's not going to work. But going back to like having uncomfortable conversations, you got to be comfortable saying like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And there is an element of like being a business owner that and it's part of like our our programming that is like, if you are this, you should have all the answers. And that's complete bullshit because Aaron is a perfectly well-accomplished entrepreneur and has done multiple businesses and his comfort is in the chaos. And I felt that, right? Because that's how I feel too. Like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I know E and I know what E is capable of and I know what E can handle and I know how E can talk, understand situation, understand people. So my confidence is... The chaos happens. We've been through a couple storms. We got the scars to prove it. And I know, I know this water. I know myself. I know my crew. It's not a problem. Mm. Right. But you got to be able to like own it, like handle it, like be out there and be like, it's new guys. Like, I don't know. Where's the best coffee shop? I don't know. I've only tried the one that's right down from my house. Is that the best one? I don't know. But let me know. Give me your feedback. I would love your feedback. And people appreciate it. And people can feel that you care. And people, and that's at the end of the day, if you over communicate and care, most situations can be handled. And you'll keep your five star reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, a big thing, too, and we touched on it earlier, is. <clears throat> I don't care what business you're in, whether it's this business or anything else, like there's going to be ups and downs. and There's going to be moments when you're feeling really overwhelmed, which is why it's super important to surround yourself with good people. Like I know like for a fact, if Aaron ever got to the point where he was like, I don't know if I can handle this, he could, he would absolutely text E or myself. Like no question. Like even I remember we looked at that deal, whatever it was in September, October, when you were looking at it. And like, just having like, like-minded people to bounce stuff off of will give you that extra little bit of confidence, especially when you're starting to doubt yourself a little bit to move forward. Cause I see it so often that people will send me DMS or messages or whatever. And they're like, they're like right near the finish line. And then they second guess themselves and then they fade back. And it's just that fear that comes up that fear of the unknown. And if you don't have the right people in your corner, it can be very challenging to move forward and just like push through that fear. It's funny that you can only understand this after the fact. It's just the, the wild irony. When you're doing something new, you're likely to be a beginner. <laughs> just mm-hmm. that's it. That's the wisdom. There's no wisdom in that. It's just fact. And yeah. when you do that process enough where you're like, oh, I'm new, I'm a beginner. And you don't allow that to, to create a stigma, then you can actually learn. If you're like, I'm I'm a beginner, I know this, I can do this. Now you're you're every muscle is tight and you're not flexible, you're not listening, then you can't learn. Mm-hmm. And what was uh what was rock? Rock used to talk to us about that. It was the different levels of learning, the competent incompetence and, and all of that. Yep. And it's such a like thing, and again. To me, that's such an important thing of what you talked about at the beginning, even with the money club. It's, it's that 
understanding that only comes through putting yourself in question that I don't care if you don't know. And the worst part is this, right? I can smell it if you don't know, <laughs> yeah. right? And I can see you not knowing. And I see all the show that you're making. And I realize where you are in your journey. I realize how aware you are of your business. I realize how aware you are of the entire situation. I'm curious now, Aaron. So since you've got some time under your belt, you've got this one kind of higher end luxury property. How are you managing it? So it sounds like you're kind of running like the day to day of it now with like guest communications and like pricing and all that stuff. So are you using any tools for that going forward? Like are you using dynamic pricing or like a PMS or anything like that for like your first unit? Just out of curiosity. Not a single thing. So okay. here's why. Uh, we, we will, no doubt. Uh, from a business perspective, some of it's uh, capital and, and deploying new resources. For me, though, especially on this side of, of really getting a feel for I'm in learning mode. And thankfully, learning mode is still a, a paid gig as this thing you know, does really well. I just I want to understand it before I automate it. And not everyone needs to take that path. But in particular, because I have a vision of more of these, I want to get the fundamentals down for me so that as I find the software, I know why the software is necessary and how the software adds to the, the value of the experience before I simply like delegate it out. And you could argue both ways for me being in this space and brand new, I'm doing it not just for me, I'm doing it for the people that I teach. So I really want to understand and be able to say, hey, this is what I tried and this is what worked. This is what failed. This is, uh, this is the lesson that I learned rather than this is the software that I bought. Hmm. Eventually, the software will replace me. But I, I feel there's a, a amount of responsibility to the, the individuals that I serve on their path to wealth to have gone through this more manually initially so I can help them when they go through it manually. Like we're, right. we're self-managing it and that, that takes more work. And so good. it's so important for the long run. It's not for now. It sucks now. It doesn't suck now. It's just, it's just time now. But it's time on task so that I understand the fundamentals of it at a really high level. Like this is what I wanted you on the show, right? Because there is this level of like, reality that it's why like I consider you one of my favorite people in the world to like have conversations with and just hang out with because it's like I feel and I even told Tasha I'm so excited about this show because I know by the time the show is over I'm gonna be in a much better mood than I am before the show starts because I know like I know iron sharpens iron right so like that's why I look forward to my show with Mike every week because no matter who the guest is me and Mike are iron and we know we can sharpen each other and we feel better. Right. Yep. But in, in a world that so much is rip and repeat now, right. Without understanding that, that level it takes to become good at your job. It's such a genuine thing to have you on talking about that because like you are in the perfect position to listen to a couple of shows and then just word vomit what you heard us say and the system we heard 
heard us talk about without understanding what it is. Mm. And you can talk your way because I know how well you can talk. I'm sure if anything comes to it, you can talk your way out of it and justify it, right? But yep. there, is, there is an element of loving the process and loving the step-by-step -step and loving the learning and, and really being in alignment to the long-term vision. Because again, like wealth in general is, is a marathon, all aspects of it. So if you're thinking that you're going to get into crypto and all of a sudden make thousands of dollars, I know guys are making a living out of crypto, but they are obsessed, right? Mm -hmm. It's constant. It's this constant thing. Airbnbs is the same thing. Like get in love with the dirt, like get into it, really understand of it, really own it, get dirty, like, right? Like really understand it. But again, it's your mindset shows in the choices you make because you're in the dirt but you're still the boss and you still are in alignment with where you're going. And you're like, I'm just doing this because this makes me a better leader, a better business owner, a better entrepreneur, and just a better person. And this is why I'm doing it. Nothing is beneath me. Nothing is this, nothing is that, which is a bullshit conversation that a lot of people have in their mind. And instead it's yeah. like, I started that way, right? Like I started doing the maintenance and vacuuming shit when, <laughs> Totally overflooded. I'm like, but that's why I know this business. You know, that's why I have so much confidence in myself and what we do because I'm like, I've done the reps. I've ran, I've ran the miles. My legs can go all yep. day. No problems. I can guarantee you Aaron's legs can go longer than either of us. Yeah, I refuse to run with Aaron because Aaron runs a mile when he's not training in like five to six minutes. And it's like, oh, I'm just challenging myself to see if I can still run it. Get, True story. We were in we were in Montreal, and I was training for my first marathon, and I got up early, and Aaron was like, yeah, I'll run with you. And I think we were doing like a – I was doing like a half marathon run or something I like that for the day. I 12 miles that day, right? Because yeah, I, was I was doing like 12 then, miles or something yeah. like that. And Aaron got up super early, went running with me, and I think he ran it twice and then caught back up with me to like help me finish. Cause like my legs were like noodles and I think he legit <laughs> ran the whole thing twice and then helped me finish it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then when you got I back, I woke that. up and met you guys for breakfast because I wasn't waking up early to go running. So. <laughs> I remember that. But, but anyway, you know, total, total, total side story on that. But yeah. what I, what I want to transition into now, based on what you was talking about and what we were talking about offline is, what's your vision for you with the short-term rentals going forward? Right. Cause I think a lot of people kind of jump into it, you know, without a clear vision first. And then they kind of mm -hmm. kick themselves later of like, Oh man, this isn't really in alignment with what I was trying to actually execute on. Yeah. It's very easy to get lost in a like shiny object in, in any industry, in any space. This one being a, a really loud, an aggressive shiny object. So I, I like to think of it this way. I, I've got a, a couple primary drivers of impact. I've got a couple primary drivers of wealth. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to, to isolate your variables. My North Star though is the experiences that I want to create for me and for others. Part of that, given that I hold retreats, given that I love to travel, given that travel is a part of the brand, part of the organization and all of those pieces can be sequent. Vision is seven properties in the U.S. 
seven properties out of the U.S. So the seven in the U.S. are just my seven favorite cities that I would go to all, all the time, that I do go to all the time. And the, the rental there is a space that I can take my friends, my family. I can take a retreat if I'm going to host one. I can manage or create an experience for those I care about, give the go on my behalf, and I can create like what, what I'm doing in Bradenton is, is allowing other families to have their own memories created. So that, that vision is really, really paramount. The seven international properties is a similar goal where I can go to the countries that I love the most. And those will cash flow. They'll do quite well. There'll be awesome properties that have a, um, a look and a feel to them with the same kind of commitment to the experience that, that I would have for myself and for guests that I take. And that's not the only business that I have. So I don't hundred, I don't, I don't want 50. I don't, this is not my job. This is not my career. This is the way that I can create an experience for others, show others and model how to build it and make sure I'm living to the, the coaching and the education that we're delivering in money club. So it, it all vertically aligns. And, uh, you know, I, I don't aspire to have 50 of these one because I've, I've seen what that can do when things change. Uh, also, because this is not the, the who that I am doesn't need 50. The who that I am wants the seven as an experience, not for the opulence of it. I love it. I yeah. love it. And the thing is, is like you can, the properties that you're going after, they're higher end luxury properties. So realistically, like two or three or four of those bad boys, like you can create a solid six multiple six figure income yep. from just a handful of properties mm -hmm. and it's and because it's in alignment with what you want to do you're just going to enjoy it more and like, it's just going to flow right like that's that's the other thing it's just like where where there is this this interest with alignment what happens to the rest of your life it also flourishes because your main highway it's so rich with satisfaction and people and and input and so you're living in such a high vibration on your main lane that is why societies were were built next to water next to rivers right it's because the opulence of the river feeds feeds the bank right and so if your highway it's so clear and so opulent then anything that you plant along the way eats but if every time you're like gonna stop and get off and like change the course of your things to go water something else, then you'll have no water and no food. So there's such a like again, very, very high level, very different conversation that we normally have on the show. But it's such a cool perspective to see what is possible with vacation rentals as a side quest almost right yep. as you're doing other businesses because how many businesses could benefit by the same by the same thing right like you could you know yeah i think philosophically you know there's there's all the benchmarks of finance that are really important to to understand yeah. right the the money you're putting down the cash on cash return what you're risking every single month what your your occupancy needs to be what your average night like those numbers are really important to get and from a philosophical perspective you can easily tie in a short-term rental 
if you're intentional. It just takes some intention. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be the same experience I have. It could be, look, I've got a team of eight. And every month I want to take them away somewhere. So rather than paying to go rent a space for six days to do our, our you know, huddles, let's buy a property and let's make it cash flow. So we get paid to do this eight day retreat. Like there's so many ways to think of it that way, right? So now you're we're really talking about understanding leverage and intentional leverage for whatever it is, the outcome that you want. And I don't think enough people take the time to, to ask why. Why do they want a short-term rental? Or why, why, why is this particular model advantageous? Many people would just say cash is great. Cash flow is great. And it is. Mm-hmm. I just think there's plenty of opportunity to align it to something bigger than that. If it's the, if it's the only driver, I think you're going to, the wind is going to come out of your sails sooner than later. Like if, if that's the only reason there's a guys, there's a million ways to make money now. Like we're in such an abundance age that like anything different ways to do it. (laughs) Play video games and you can do it. Yeah. No, I met somebody (laughs) which you you may know Aaron from it's he's part of GoBundance, but he has made a business out of selling parts for all golf carts <laughs> and he has he's the biggest wholesaler <laughs> of golf cart parts in the u.s yeah and i'm what? like and you make a living and he's like yeah and now he started with the same suppliers he's making parts for atvs so like the cool atvs like the little it kind of look like golf carts he's doing the same thing and he's on his way of being the biggest supplier online of things and he's just like again and now, is he able, if he wants to buy a place down in South Florida, that he can Airbnb on the side while still doing his main thing? Yes. And that's what people don't understand. Like Mackenzie Bezos, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, gave away billions of dollars. And she's richer today than she was when she got divorced. And she still gave away billions of dollars. Because like money makes money. And like the moment you understand that game and you're just playing, the universe just rewards you. Plus, I mean, if you have a lot of money, it's, it's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> but I know we want to be respectful of your time. I could talk to you for, for forever. I would rather you come down in person so we can just have a dinner because that's my personal preference, right? I think you were one of the very first people I saw right after COVID. Um, you made a little escape yeah. down to Miami. And, and he's one of those people that like, Mike, Aaron, and a short list of people I would drive to to see you because it's literally iron sharpened iron. So you have to also be mindful in life of those people, right? So there's people that hanging out with is more valuable than others just because what they give you. And you're one of those people. So I'm super appreciative that you came on the show, first of all, and just of who you are as a, as a person and just the work, you know, because the work you do inspires me to do mine. So I am just humble. Thanks. E. That means a lot yeah, to me, brother. I will echo that. And, uh, I would encourage the listeners to check out everything you got going on with money club and, um, all your other stuff. Why don't we plug all that first? And before we get into the last question, cause you got a bunch of really cool stuff going on that would definitely add value to everybody. Sure, man. Um, so money club, if people want to begin down their pathway to wealth, you can go to joinmoneyclub.com. The entire initiative there again is, is to bring conversations, education, courses, coaching around investing uh, to the forefront. Uh, we have really awesome, really, really good employee wellness programs. So we go into companies and teach their team how to build mm-hmm. investing, like very simple stuff. 
is really powerful because many employees don't get that. I've got a, an organization that's, that's growing called the quitters club. And that's essentially, can we make quitting cool? And what we're quitting is important, right? We're quitting the things that don't serve us, quitting our bad habits, um, quitting our self-sabotage, quitting our fear, those kinds of things. And that's a, that's a movement that we're trying to begin. That'll start, um, by the time this airs, you know, within a few weeks. So very excited about that. Uh, I've got a book called let her play. Uh, that's from my experience coaching girls soccer for about 12 years. And that is for any parent that's got a daughter. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that either of you know this. I'll be a dad in like 90 days. What? Dude, how did yeah. you not tell me that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so like it's bringing that whole story of let her play like full circle, uh, really, really special. And then, you know, outside of that, I do some very limited coaching that is much more about transformational leadership. Very excited about that. And uh, with this short-term rental down in Bradenton, um, you know, I've learned a lot about leverage and I'm working on, you know, isolating city number two so I can build short-term rental number two. Love it. You got the bug. I, I, I really think you should do you should do more with your life. I don't think you're doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy, and man. Like, I don't do anything. And literally, like, and I know there's a couple more things that haven't made it on the list. So I'm just like, how how does he do it, right? But again, bro, it's just alignment and purpose, and life just wakes you up and pulls you towards it every day. And when you're not, that's why the bed feels so comfortable, and you can't get up, and you're just. You know what I mean? It's 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 all a matter of choices. You know what I mean? And and maybe the choices people are making now are not in alignment, but like this is what's possible. You know what I mean? And just like it's it's so fun. And it's been so fun to watch you grow as well. Mm. Just yeah, let yeah. me know the list of places so we don't buy places in the same cities. So we have <laughs> that, is, that is another thing. I was like, Mike has Orlando now, so I'm never gonna buy anything up there because Mike is there. So I'm like, oh, let's see what can we take over the world and then we can just do a uh Soho House, just for our friends. Um, if you guys don't know what Soho House is, it's such a cool concept, very similar to like what we're talking about, right? It's like clubs all over the world that have rooms and, and gyms and, and pools. And it's just like you get to hop all around the world. Um, you have to be invited to become a member of, but it's just really cool. That's really cool. So, yeah. Love I feel it. like we need, we need one of those big world maps and we can just put pins and then the, the other cool part of, of, of short-term rentals that, that I've, I'm sure the three of us could value is, you know, if, if, you, if you guys were coming to Bradenton, I, ha I have a resource to support your experience. Like that, that is so special. Yeah. And it's an, it's an under, undersold part of it. Undersold I've exchanged. I have exchanged weeks. I've exchanged weeks. I've changed two weeks for two weeks in Sardinia a couple of years ago. That's a cool idea. To, to somebody, I'm like, yeah, here, I'll give you two weeks for that plus this much money. And they're like, yeah, why not? I'm like, oh, perfect. Wow. Yeah, it's that's free really money. Powerful. Yeah. Love it. Well, the last question that we like to ask all of our guests is, what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? And wealth, in your case. Mm. We won't both. Given that I'm new um, and I only have a little bit of data I would say it's the extra three and a half percent, the extra seven minutes, the extra like question being asked to a guest before they arrive so that the rest of the communication can keep that thread. It is not a lot of magic 
the, the space, sure, we, we set it up. It's beautiful. We were very intentional about what each room had. There's a theme in each room. Those things, those are great. I think the magic is talking to people like people, figuring out why they're there. And when they have an issue, being able to take the, the three minutes to just call them or take seven minutes and book a, a arrival for them. And we're going to have every, almost every one of our guests had, and we've only, mind you, this is 90 days old. So every one of our guests, we've only had 15 has been like, I'm going to come back. I'm bringing my family back. We won't have to sell. Now it's competitive against the other people that have come. So it's a, it's an internal strategy. It takes a little bit more work, but it's uphill. And once you get across a certain point, we just qualify for super host after 90 days, like now we can coast. And I'm, I'm very excited for coasting in the, in the sense of communicating very well, making that part of the culture of the short-term rental. I love it, dude. What a beautiful mind. Well, Mr. Velke, as always, man, love talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with Bradenton, man. I'll let you know when I get down there. Sounds great. Appreciate you guys. All right. Take care, everybody. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.